Where were you? You flew in from somewhere. I, there was somebody else I could have, because I, I don't think I need anybody else in here right now. Yep, five, four, three, two, one. I like stunning, I like shining, I like million dollar deals, where's my pen, bitch I'm signing, I like those Balenciagas, the ones that look like socks, I like going to the Tula, I put rocks all in my watch, I like Texas from my And we are back, uh, another episode of Truth Serum, back, it's September, I haven't been here for a couple of weeks, I want to thank you guys for coming back with us. We have a great show lined up for you today. Um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got to catch up on what's been happening in the last few weeks because I haven't been here. I'm not going to talk about Aretha Franklin's two-day funeral. I think um, one thing <laughs> I was really bothered about was the joke of the made. I, I was really bothered by the fact that the funeral wasn't taken seriously, that Aretha Franklin died and it just became memes and jokes and stuff. And I know that she was older, but... Um, we here at uh, Truth Serum felt a great loss. Uh, the Queen of Soul, one of the greatest, greatest artists to live, not with us anymore. And we're going to move on and talk about something else. But rest in peace, Queen. Chris Spencer is in the house. You just said, don't joke about Aretha. And you started off with a joke. I didn't. What was the joke? Two-day funeral. Oh, because that was a okay. Well, that was what the headline was. Oh, was that you're people you're were saying that yeah, it was gotcha, a, gotcha, a very gotcha. long funeral, and that uh, Lauren Hill just got to the funeral. Like the, you know, you saw. They were all funny too. How are you, Chris? I'm great. <laughs> you are. You were traveling. You just got. Yeah, I was scared to cancel too. I'm so glad that I was like she will choke me. I'm so glad that I've had that effect. On yes, you. after you cuss me out, you don't do nothing for me, and then I name like nine things beside those nine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say you don't do anything yes, for me. Yes, you did. Made me feel bad. I just said I'm not in your friend circle, and I'm I'm like I, I don't girlfriend. You shattered your knees at my show. Like you're I supposed know. to be my friend for life. Well, that's bad luck, ain't it? If I shattered my knees at your show, I should stay away from you. No, if you and I have been. Yeah, we have a lot in common. We got cars in common. We got the Puerto Rican black thing in common. Cubans. History. Yes, and history. And we got history. And her story. Yeah, look at him. Look at him being politically correct. So. We were going to kick off the show. Let me just uh, tell you real quick how nice it is to be on a radio station with somebody who's already professional. Because, you know, everybody wants a podcast and, you know, everybody, every comedian, hey, hey, we do this podcast. I'd love for you to come through. <laughs> Where is that? All right. You know that Ralph says in Hawthorne, <laughs> right behind there is a kitchen. 
They let us have it for three hours every Tuesday. Come through, and then you go there, and they're they're not prepared. And I'm looking at you. You have a sheet. Yep. You've got an engineer. He's white. Producers. Producers who are black. Yeah. This is Bookers. fantastic. It's clean in here. It don't smell like Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, he's per- nonstop. Professional Uber driver. <laughs> he writes them so right. Uh, jokes write themselves. Well, um, you were. Where were you traveling to? Where'd you come? I just from? came back from Atlanta. I did the Uptown. Oh, how was it? Uptown was fantastic. They moved. Did uh, yeah, I know. They moved. It's clean and crisp. Crisp. Uh, it's, it's near the airport now. Oh. Yeah. And so. So how long were you there for? I was weekend? there. What's that? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, two shows Friday, two Friday, two shows Sunday. And you two did shows well. Saturday. I did well. You know, you know what they say about that club. What? When you do well, you do great. And when you do bad, you do awful. Because yes. Atlanta is a tough market. Atlanta's, yeah, but not for us. Huh? Not for us. Oh, I'm talking about for black people. A lot no, of people. I'm, I'm talking about for us. I mean, I, you know what? You, you learn how... Well, let me shut up. Yes, you, you can bomb on any given Sunday. But you know it's not going to always be like that at this right. level. You know what I mean? Like, last night was bad. I got another show tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah, Like, yeah. my Saturday second show... Was 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 goofy because they started late, you know. They want to do all kind of talent shows and shit, and people, you know, it, it, little Mookie and Tell, he just got out. He got seven minutes of fire. I believe I just put him on, and then all of a sudden I look up. I'm going on stage at like 11:30, and people are tired, and I'm fucking. Which I need some of those every now and then, so I can. I don't have to. I don't sit back and just rely on my wit. Like I gotta go get the. I gotta go get them. Yeah. And there was a couple times I didn't him. get them. I mean, some jokes, you know, when they tired, they don't want to think. Did you do ra- um, radio while you were there? Yeah. With Wanda? I did. Wa- Wanda wasn't there. Oh. And some other people sitting in for her. Doodoo Brown was there. Oh, Doodoo Brown is Doodoo cool. Brown. Was, I was like, aren't you too old to still be Doodoo Brown? Doodoo Brown, food yeah. stamp, yeah. With a red, red bone. Be, all ain't your name Fred or something? You should be Fred at 53. <laughs> if you are tuning in, this is Truth Serum. Chris Spencer is in the house. We are live. You know what, Chris? I, Wanda used to do stand-up. Before I did stand up, and she was a she would come to Miami, uh-huh. and her line was "laugh, ho." That's how you remember that. Yeah, and I would go. Remember the uh, studio one eighty three? I was scared to go down there. I used to sneak into that club before I was old enough to get in there because I always wanted to be a comic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to. That was see, Bruce Bruce's room. No, it no. was Marvin Dixon. Marvin Dixon's room. Lord in have Miami. mercy. And uh, T, I saw T K Kirkland there before the before he stole Puffy's watch. Mm. I saw um, Wanda there. There were a lot of comedians that, oh, it was Flex, when Flex and Atomic Dog. Remember he had that show, Uptown Comedy Corner? They came there one time. It was really a... This is like late 80s. It was a journey. Early 90s. Early 90s. Early 90s. 90s. You're not old enough to remember the early 80s. I just got back from Europe. You ain't got to brag. I just went to Atlanta. Okay. You win. (laughs) Good. I mean, I never got to say that before. Where, 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 where in Europe did you go? So we went to, uh, we mainly were in Santorini. Tiffany was there. Tiffany joined us because our friend April got married. And oh, April Macy's April wedding. April Macy got married. And, but I went early with my daughter and we went to uh, Venice. We went to Florence. We went to Rome. Who's uh, the guy she married? She married um, a guy in Italy that she met, a Persian guy, an Iranian guy that she met in Italy. Uh, we really like him, Aria. And now, uh, because of the travel ban, uh, we may not see them for a while. Oh, well, there you have it. Yeah, because he's Iranian. Does he he's have an money? Iranian He got husband. money? Yeah, I think he's okay. He's okay. Yeah, yeah he's all right. His mm-hmm. hair gel was nice. He has nice, nice uh, spikes. Okay. He's a cute guy. Okay. Um, anyway, so we came back, and one, it was really interesting to see how people 
treat people of color. Um, and our experiences was different. Barcelona wasn't that wasn't that very welcoming. Really? Yeah, we had some weird experiences in Barcelona. Huh. Italy was fine with the younger people, but the, the older people were like, uh, one older man was trying to get us to move, and he was telling, "Escusa, escusa," was pushing us out the way, physically trying to move us. So I pushed him back. Of course you did. Yeah, I did. He yeah. pushed me. I don't care if you're 70. If you push me, I'm going to push you back. <laughs> push me and I'll push you back. <laughs> it's called equal opportunity. All right, let's get to it. Get to it. Let's get to it. Ice let's talk cream. about Serena and Naomi. Serena and Naomi. Uh, I uh, I saw your wife just posted on Instagram a few a little while ago, the that racist cartoon. cartoon. Jesus Christ. Illustrator. She was very upset. It was awful. Yeah, it was terrible. It was like one of those old, old, old Negro uh, uh but really you know what? It's funny is that this has always happened to. Remember when Rome called them the predator? He said that they looked like the predator. Mm-hmm. Those girls have been experiencing racism since they got in the game. Absolutely. The consequences for being great, because yep. that's that's what the. I get it all the time. You get it too. Just you for, know what that feels like. That's for being great. Man, I feel you. But uh, I, so I was listening to the View today, uh-huh. and I can see that Joy Bear was trying to go the other way. Right. But, you know, Whoopi won't Whoopi. let it. Oh no! <laughs> Whoopi was like, "No, Sunny was not. Right. No, nobody." And she was like, "Well, is that is it necessary for all any of them to behave that way?" And mm-hmm. it's like, of course, somebody who has never run around the block would never right. understand the intensity exactly of an athlete. But right. I, I was really upset about the fact that. Black women are always being expected to behave in a way that is comfortable for the other people who are fucking them over. Yeah. And it's it's just I thought do you did you think Serena was wrong? Nope. No. Nope. I thought I, I I hmm. I thought it was uncomfortable that she, what she was saying everybody could hear. Right. You know what I mean? But I think that's why she said it. Uh-huh. Which and it and it uh uh it drove her point across, but you know, as soon as she made it about sexism, I think that rubbed dude the wrong way, mm-hmm. and then I don't know whoever those people are that came out from the back, yeah, which you know took a game away from her. Yeah, the the judges, you know, so. but they kept saying John McEnroe, John McEnroe, and they said, and and people in his defense said, well, the the Australian, uh, he was kicked out of the Australian competition. But after how many times? But here's the thing: I think all these rules came into play after. Jimmy Connors and John McEnroe used to act like that. So now these rules kind of came about. Like, we're not going to have this type of, like, break a racket, boom, you automatically lose a point or whatever it is. But uh, I think that's one of the reasons why, you know. And But what you they have to also take into account is that that judge is like that with everybody. Okay. You know what I mean? That judge... Like, I was watching Stephen A. Smith, and he was just showing the history of this judge not taking shit from nobody. Now, I don't know what her Serena situation is with that judge in particular, but he's supposed to be a hard ass that doesn't take no shit. So I don't know if they had a little beef from something else, because I know she was like, you'll never judge one of my games again. But he's known to be that guy. Got it. So you did you think that that was sexism that he was uh, exercising? I don't know. I don't watch mm-hmm. enough tennis. I don't know if she's if he's taking away points from other female athletes and not other male athletes for doing the same exact thing. I don't know. But I know Serena's been through so much that that shit just could have been like, today's the day I'm not going to let this shit happen no more. 
for any more black women for the rest of their lives. Today yeah. is the day. I am going to be the Rosa Parks of goddamn tennis. Especially because a few weeks ago they were criticizing her for wearing the, the suit that she yeah. needed because she has, right. the, you know, it's, she's, it's, been, it's been just constant. Yeah. I felt uh, bad for Naomi that she felt that she had I to know. apologize. I felt that I felt bad that she felt bad that she defeated her idol. Right. And I feel like that's such a girl thing because right. guys will yeah. be like, oh, but I dug those Jordan fool. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's such Sorry a, about but, that, Tyson. <laughs> no, you, I mean, I, I guess when you got somebody on your wall yeah. all your life, and I'm sure she wanted to wear the same sneakers as Serena, and uh, I don't know if she wanted to wear her hair like Serena, but she, I'm sure growing up she wanted to be a Williams sister because that is the, the, they're the goats. Right. And so, when you, I, I guess it is a kind of a, 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 a weird feeling to yeah. beat your hero. You feel good, but it's like, damn, I just beat my idol. Yeah, no, it was. She was so gracious. They yes. both were. She's a sweetheart. That's a young girl. Yeah. But did you see the other shit where you know they showed this thing where like two, three years ago she was. Japanese, Haitian, oh yeah, and all of a sudden now she won. She's just Japanese and Japanese American. Japanese American, yes. And then, um, but she got interviewed somewhere, and they, and she corrects them. No, my, my, the no, my dad is Haitian. Yeah, sec passe, motherfuckers. That's right. Her dad means a lot to her. Of course. Yeah, and she's like, uh, that's the other thing. It's like as soon the more successful you become, just like Tiger. Tiger Woods is Cobblin Asian, right. right? Yes. Um, but. As soon as he got busted for having sex with all those girls, he That's became black. Moly. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, where the Coblinations yeah, at? Coblinations at. We know they can't drive. So Tell them come get you. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. We're going to move on to the next topic. We're going to take a quick break. If you want to call 310-986-6610, we want to hear what you have to say. This is Truth Serum. Chris Spencer is in the house. We'll be right back. So professional. I don't wanna like can we be honest Right now while you're sitting on my chest I don't know what I'd do without your comfort If you really go first, if you really left I don't know if I would be alive today With or without you like night and day We didn't repeat every conversation Being with you every day is a Saturday But every Sunday you got me praying don't you ever leave me and don't you ever go I've seen it on TV, I know how it goes Even when you're angry, even when I'm cold Don't you ever leave me
in the studio we're talking about what uh tv shows are fire right now and chris you say gamora gamora and fauda well gamora see the thing about gamora is you know when we think of italy or we think of rome yeah and all those little places that rhyme with eni that you just came from where'd you mm-hmm. go venice uh we M- went to you said metterini Met- or something santorini yes but naples like is hood like it's like South Central Italy. Like, it's thugs, <laughs> it's drugs, it's prostitution. I don't know why we love that stuff. 
but it's a, there's a show called Gamora on Netflix. God, it's good. So does it have a biblical tie to it? Because Gamora from the Bible? Uh, I mean, I'm sure, uh-huh. but it's not like there's nothing religious that, about it, it except you might nothing. say goddamn a couple of times. <laughs> and Jesus Christ. What shows are you watching? Call us and tell us 310-986-6610. Chris Spencer is in the house. The other one is Fauda, F-A-U-D-A. It's like an Israeli it's homeland. Israeli. Huh? Israeli. Is what I say? No, no. That's oh, what I'm just you corrected me. Okay. <laughs> like, you sounded just like me when you said that. Uh, and it shows you the truth. What's going on between Israel and, and Palestine. Palestine? Yes. Man. Like you think we think we know when they all hate each other. They work together. Man, I tell might, them. I might have to go to school in Palestine and come yep. back real quick. They got better mangoes in Israel. I go over there and come like Didn't I tell you that? Didn't I tell you that? Because I went to Israel. I went there I went too. To I went to the it was the city of David and you're like yeah. There's a, a Christian dude with a shop right here. He's using his outlet to put his stuff in so he can sell his stuff. And then he's got Star of David's and he needs to borrow his water to put the. The only thing is I went with a bunch of uh, white people, Latinos. And when we went by the mosque, the masjid, uh-huh. they said, only you can come in. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, I'm good. That's hilarious. But they were like, you're the only one that can come in out of this group. You went to Palestine? I went to both. Wow. Yeah. I went to uh, Ramallah. What are you doing out there? I, w- I just went on a, a curated trip to learn about the conflict. Oh, okay. But I went um, I went to uh, Israel. I went to Jerusalem. I went mm-hmm. to Tel Aviv. Okay. And I went to the town where Jesus was grew up. I forgot the name of it. I, I actually got on a helicopter and went there. You're talking about Haifa? Like, they said, you crazy. <laughs> you got on a, yeah, yeah, a hel- helicopter. Yeah, there would have been a, 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 a yellow stream from when we took off all the no, way into the No, you air. know, they have that thing. The, the missiles don't ever. Yeah. In Gaza. Yeah. yeah I went Gaza to the Gaza border. Yeah. No, but they you'll, they say you, they say they they say you see little scuds come over every now and then. Mm-hmm. They're on. They have the those bus stops are bomb uh, shelters. You know, it's really you see the missiles on the floor. It was yeah. very very. Did you go to um the Sea of David? I went to the Red Sea. Red Sea. Yeah, I went in it. It was yep. rocky. It was hard. I wanted to bathe where Jesus bathed. Right. Um, it was dirty. No, Jesus. the Dead Sea. I went to the Dead Sea too, where right. everything floats. Yeah, which is all sulfur. Yeah, I went there. Yeah. Did you go? Yes. Yeah, got it. Everything. Did you go to? Uh, did you go to where Jesus was born? I went Mm-mm. to. That's, that's Bethlehem, right? Yeah. But Haifa, to, whatever it's called. Well, Bethlehem is. Somebody call and correct us, but yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was a very interesting. Let me tell you the dopest thing about Israel. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, go ahead. Is if you guys go to Israel, you have to have hot chocolate in Israel. What they do is they put a chocolate bar in the cup and then they put hot milk on it. It's fantastic. The food was great. The food was incredible. Yeah, you can tell the difference between the food yes, there and here. Yes. You know, you don't walk. You're not all full. I ate shawarma every day. Yeah, and I didn't swarm up. And then I came back here and tried one and then threw up. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was different. And you know what else was spooky? It's seeing the little army kids. Oh, with, with the, the mach- guns. You'll be look, you'll be at lunch and a little girl will be sixteen years old and put her machine gun across the table and eat. You'd be like Yes, that was hard. Yeah, yeah not over there. <laughs> not over there, no. Not they, over there. They gotta do it. They do their chores. So the the twenty eighteen primetime Emmy Awards, uh Yes. Uh, was happening. Right. right? It happened. These are the creative awards. Yes. A lot of comedians got awards the other uh-huh. night. Tiffany Haddish, yes. Ron Cephas, uh, Ron Williams. Cephas Jones, Samira Wiley, Cat Williams swept four guest actor categories during the Creative Arts Emmy Awards on Saturday. In addition to this being all four actors' first Emmy wins, according to CNN, the 
This marks the first time all four awards have been won by a black actor. And I think Keenan Thompson won an award. Keenan uh, won a writing award. And Chris Reddit won one too. Oh, okay. Chris Red won one too. Yay! Uh, we were talking about. I was happy. Now I think I'm a little jealous. <laughs> when people that came after you. No, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just hating. Samira uh, Wiley, who was off, awesome on Orange Is the she's New Black, great. Is I didn't watch it. her on that, but I watched her on, on, on Handmaid's Tale. Yo, she's what's the thing they say? In his under eye. his eye. Under his eye. And then what's the other thing they say? Um, let the Lord open. No. May the Lord open. Not one more. Uh, wait a minute. Under his when eye. When they greet each other. Oh, under oh. his eye. Under his eye. And, uh, oh, my mom, I put it on my mother's post. Uh, blessed be the fruit. Blessed be the fruit. Woo! <laughs> it's fire, though. That fire. Show is the so, writing is so, it's so many, it's so much good TV. Yeah. Netflix, Amazon. So wait a minute, though. Don't you, what's you doing? When are you going? I'm doing great TV, too. It just do ain't, you, it just ain't out yet. A, would you like to be on a dramatic series? Yeah. I would too. As yeah. a comedian? Yes, you get to win. Yeah. I mean, think about like Richard Belzer on Law and Order. Yeah. You know, he gets to come in, bap, 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 boom, boom, serious, hit him with a joke and go. Even Dane Cook, he's always better when he's dramatic. Yeah, a lot of us. Look at, I mean, a lot of a, a lot of great actors were comedians. Richard Pryor, Robin yeah. Williams, you know what I mean? Because we yeah, could take Robin that tragedy and, and make that, you know, that, that, that change. But a lot of dramatic people can't be funny. No. Interesting. They can't. They, can't. they try, though. Yeah. But they can't. Um, so we're going to move on to something else, but you are live with Truth Serum, 310-986-6610. We got a call. We're live? Yeah, we're live. Oh, shit. You're live with Truth Serum. This is Ida. Who's calling? It's Darren. Where are you calling from? It's Darren. I can't hear you. I can't hear him. You can't hear me? It's Darren. Okay. It's Hello? Darren. Where's It's Darren calling from. You, you can hear him? Los Angeles. Well, hi, Darren. What's up, guys? Ida is your producer, <laughs> Darren. She can't hear. Hold on, her. She's having a. Uh, huh? Oh, Darren, our engineer. Who's MIA? What's up? Here, listen to my headphones. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know whose ears those two are. Oh. I just wanted to. I just wanted to apologize on the air. But you can't even hear me. I can hear you, Darren. Darren, we can't hear you. Can we cuss on the show? Yeah. Oh, Darren, you ain't shit for being here. That's what I had to tell me. Um, what else did you have to I do? Called today? It, I called. I called. I called in because because I love you, Chris. I know you called. And I love in. you, Ida. But you're I, supposed I to be right too. here with my check for today's show. I love you too. Right, yeah. You're lucky we could tell you. You got. You, you sound like you got a cold, so that's your excuse. Yeah, he said he's sick. Yeah, yeah. you heard it right. Like, I'm not lying. I would love for you to go spit and come back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. All right, I just I just wanted to say I apologize to Ida. I didn't want to steal y'all's flow or anything. I just wanted to call in and be honest and all that. Well, thank you so much. And you guys are doing a great show. Thank and, you. And um, I'm listening and all that. Well, I appreciate. And it. I love you guys. Feel better. All right, we D. love you too. All right, D. All right. D. All right. D. Go like guys. this real quick. Bye bye. D. Darren, what? Do this what, real what? quick. Do this real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, Chris. Some hot tea, please. All right, Later. bye. That's so funny. Um, so uh, right on. Wait, let's get into it. Let's get back to this. 
Cardi B and Nicki Minaj had uh, an altercation in exchange during New York Fashion Week, mm -hmm. and people were astonished. People were shocked. Right. And because uh, it was dressed up. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. You know what's funny? I was the, I was just talking about this on Facebook. The two two women who talk about their pussy juice, how to right. ride a dick, how to suck a dick, right. you know, all the bitches that they this this. Get, get into a physical altercation right. and everybody's shocked. We're like, huh? Yeah. Right. And I'm like, what? What? Is, the, yeah. What we learned was that Cardi B is who she says she is. Right. And Nicki Minaj is a studio gangster. Oh. She's a pop star. Well, she had her she had her back turned. Uh, I mean, if anybody run up on you and you ain't prepared, you're gonna be a little scared. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't want them to fight. But right. I, I'm just saying, when people are shocked that Cardi B is behaving the way Cardi B says she is and right. saying who she is, I don't right. understand what's shocked. What are they fighting about? Um, they made some negative comments about Cardi B's being a a, a bad mother. Oh yeah, and then, it was and, about then her kids. and then Nikki came back and said she didn't say that. Oh, Th that's always the person who loses the fight always says. But I she didn't, didn't hit her. I didn't say that. The only thing I saw was that nod on Cardi B's head. I it guess came the, from the security, security guard. Yeah. What's wrong with us? You know what? I hate, I hate all them housewife shows. Me too. They perpetuate the worst. The worst. My, my, mainly, not even the, yeah, I guess the housewife. We only got one black house. It's the hip hop one. All of that shit. Horrible. Because the white ones, they just cry. Yeah. I've known you since the fourth <laughs> grade. And you went to my bar mitzvah and you gave me that cake. And now you're going to talk like this. It's like, Mandy, I hate you. I hate all the Rosenbergs. Not the New Jersey one. Not New, not <laughs> Atlanta. Oh, New Jersey. The New Jersey. The Italians. Yes. Yeah, they get it in. <laughs> they. I are, hate that I know exactly what you're talking about. They slap the plastic surgery off each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pie. Yeah. And you see, they the, go to the, jail. They 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 go to jail, and they then the husband and wife take turns going to jail. Yeah. You go. You go. I'm gonna go do sixty, and then you come back and do sixty. <laughs> it's uh, it's the honorable thing to do. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, they they were shocked about it. I agree yeah. with you. I get I'm tired of you know it's funny. Um, I grew up uh, in Miami right. in a black and brown neighborhood. My closest friends Liberty City. You already know. My closest friends are three black women. One is an engineer. She works with Bill Gates uh -huh. at Beyond Beef, Beyond Me. My other uh, best friend is an executive at Coca Cola, and my other best friend is a pub publicist. Mm -hmm. Nobody I grew up with, and we come from the hood, right. acts like that. Right. So when I see that, I mean, that is the the image that is projected to throughout the world right. of what black women are. Exactly. And it is so sick. And it's and almost like it was calculated. It was like, okay, yeah. we got it now with these hip hop rappers. We know how to. We know what to do with them. What the black women are getting away with too much. <laughs> They're excelling. Man, won't you put them all on TV and make them fight? <laughs> how? Just say they boyfriend one slept with that other. You know, because yes. I went to a taping. I watched Which them. Which one? I'm not going to tell you. I watched them whisper in their ear to go in that room and say this. Uh, and then, no, and, and, and do it again. It's like they create this. this they did false that on narrative. Last Comic Standing. They was trying to get me to fight Rodman. <laughs> You're lying. That is brilliant. No, but they did. They did. They, it's so funny because uh, Rodman made a joke about um, me because my mom dated a man that was in the in the at the in the FBI's top ten most wanted. And when I made it to the top ten, Rodman was like, Oh, Ida, two people in her family made it to the oh. top ten. 
But they were egging them on, like trying. That's funny though. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny. Um, but your, it was it was still drama. Your mom is Griselda. Yeah. <laughs> Her name is Margarita. Margarita, okay. cocaine cowboy. <laughs> Did you see the movie when uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones played her? No. And nobody talked about it, so it must have been bad. Yeah. Because the docs were incredible. Yes. You can't, that's how, but, that's the problem. Once you, you put the documentary yeah, out there with yeah. the right, with the actual and person. And it's real? Yeah. You can't go act. No. You got to no. do that. It just doesn't work that way. And she's not grimy enough anyway. She sleeps with Michael Douglas. You don't uh, think she's grimy? I mean, she did put, make him give her cancer with, his, with her cooter. No, uh, but I'm talking about Griselda. You look at her, and oh, she yeah. looks like she would stab you in the back, in she the front, would. shoot you. I don't get that from Catherine Zeta. No. Zeta Jones. I don't. I don't no, get that. No, she's the lady from Chicago. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's why probably why I just sung it like that. That's hilarious. Zeta Jones. So you're live on. Uh, this is Truth Serum. I'm live with Chris Spencer. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about Nicki Minaj and Cardi B, and then on the other side. Uh, Drake and Meek Mill made up. That was great. Play right? ping pong. Yes, they play ping pong. But then people were condemning them for it and saying, "Oh, you guys are pussy," you know. And it was like, uh, it was there were so many people that I didn't see that that Van from um, TMZ, who's now a, a, a star on Instagram because of Kanye, made a statement about right. it. And he was like, "Why are you guys upset that two black men made up? Tupac and Biggie are dead and gone." But you thought it was great. I thought it was incredible. I, I mean, I think they should do it. And I think together. Memphis Meek, uh, Memphis Meek, Meek Mills got his revenge because I think he beat him. <laughs> oh, and ping pong. Yeah. So now <laughs> he's in the hood with a iced out paddle. Like, yeah, Drake, come get some of this. I think that. Well, I love when uh, people who are perceived to be violent right. are soften up and give you the opposite. These of dudes aren't really that tough. No, I know. You know what I mean? Like, you see them. You walk up scared, and, and they're like, hi, how are you? You're like, huh? Oh. Yeah. Well, Drake was the guy in the no, wheelchair well, nobody, on the Yeah, nobody's thinking Drake is tough. What's yeah. his real name? Aubrey. Aubrey. No, Aubrey. Ain't no thugs named Aubrey. <laughs> and he's a, and he's, but he's not, he doesn't act like he's tough. But there's a lot of these dudes, the gun-toting, cocaine, and, and then you, you meet them, and they're, they're, they're nice gentlemen. Man. They're selling records. I was, uh, I was happy that that happened. Absolutely. It made me happy. Me too. Um, <laughs> Now we're talking about happy, and then one of the stories that's uh, in front of me is not a very happy story, which is a story about the man who was killed by the police officer who thought she was in her apartment and wrongfully Bullshit. killed the man. Yeah, it's that's almost the impossible. Story, the story sounds crazy. Yeah, because now I'm hearing that they had an, they had an, a, a thing. No, that's not true though. That's not true. Sean they, King said it wasn't true. You know, Sean King. Sean is, King is the truth. He's truth serum. Radio Bemba. But you know what? What they did say though that there was some discrepancies in her story because at one one time she reported that she just walked in and the door was unlocked and saw a man in the apartment. And then the other the her initial report was that she kept she couldn't get the key in and he opened the door and that's when she shot him. So that's what Sean King just posted that there's something not right about her story. Yeah. I, I, and and you saw his picture. Yeah, he did. He was a nice looking feller. Yeah, he looks like it. He just pulled a gun. Something. There's something else. There's yeah, something no, else. no, absolutely, 100. Uh, percent Amber Geiger, uh, charged with manslaughter, and um, you know, I hope that there's some justice in this because is that? I mean, it's manslaughter, but is is that okay? What state is it in? Texas. Okay, as long as it's not Florida. Oh man, no. Florida, we have to. She'd be standing her ground, right? You know, they exactly. come out with some bullshit. <laughs> Speaking of Florida, 
Andrew Andrew Gillum uh, pulled off the win in Florida. So I've been gone, guys. So these are all the stories that have been taking place while I was gone. Mm -hmm. And I know it's old news to some people, but to me it's not. Um, I know that Andrew won, and uh, there have been some racially motivated yes. tactics to try to divide the state. Mm -hmm. But the, the progressives are kicking ass. All the people who are not taking any money from these packs are really, really winning. And yeah. that, that black woman that won in Massachusetts. Yep. Um, so we might, I say all of this to say, don't forget to vote because the midterms are just as important as when you vote um, every four years. A lot of people really don't understand that that local government, it's yeah. what's going to put your um, your president into place. So you really, really need to be active during the midterms with your local government. It is so important for you, for the, the direct laws that affect you. Yes. So are you going to do any campaigning for voting? You were very active around the time. Yeah, you? I did. Uh, I, well, I was out of town, but we did this thing called Bay in L.A. And the whole thing was to, was to get active registration. There's yeah. a lot of people. There's a lot of people think they can't register because of, you know, felonies. And mm -hmm. a lot of stuff is not true. So uh, go do your research and don't let them trick you. But your voice is very, very important. It is. And um but be careful and make sure that you do know the laws because the kind of guy, uh, there was a woman who is going to prison for voting. I saw that. Uh, because she was uh, a felon yeah. and she was not supposed to vote. Yeah, so that's why I said, you know, they, they not all, I don't know what she did or what state that was that. Texas. Texas. Texas and Florida, boy. Yep. So, so just do your research and find out what are the laws uh, for felons to be able to vote because not all of them are not allowed to vote. Oh. There's something. I read something. But I know you were really active during Obama because yeah. you, that's your boy. Yeah. But well, he wasn't my boy then. He, and he's still not my boy. He would play golf and eat every now and then. But uh, I, I didn't know him back then. I was just happy he was black. That's your boy. <laughs> yeah, I don't have boy. a picture with Obama. That's a picture. Millions of people have pictures with him. I know, and, and I'm not one of them. Oh. One of the only people I've ever wanted to meet. Uh, the other, I met. Oh, um, I met Muhammad Ali. Uh -huh. I met Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. That was not impressive. No. I met Michael Jordan. He was drunk, and I was like, "Oh, it's true." <laughs> and um, yeah, that was it. Bruce Lee's gone. Michael Jackson. Oh no, I want to. I met Michael Jackson. You did. Tell me about meeting Michael. Jackson. So well, there was a party. Puffy had a party up in the hills, and uh, me and Alex Thomas. So you know, we're walking around and like you know, at the party. Our city comes up to us and goes, yo, you want to meet Michael Jackson? Of course. We're like, what? <laughs> why, why would you even ask us? He says, he probably knows y'all. Like, he don't know us, <laughs> right? He yeah. goes, no, he watches TV. He watches all the comedy shows. He watches Def Jam, Comic View. No, you. So we go to meet Mike. He goes, uh, Mike, I want you to meet two very, very funny comedians. This is Chris Spencer and Alex. He goes, I know. No. I was expecting him to say, I know them. He said, I know them. Oh. <laughs> What's up? His voice was that deep. He turned me into Michael Jackson. I was like, pleased to meet you. <laughs> but what shocked me more was how big his hands were. Oh, really? His hands were huge. His hands were so big, I think he could palm his own album covers. Uh, so I go to the DJ, could you play off the wall? And then after that, <laughs> let me get this, play bad. <laughs> huge hands. Was he with a lot of security? I mean, I'm sure there was security around, but when he came up to me and Alex and our, you know, our senior, I guess... We didn't look like we could do shit to him, so because we were like this, and that was actually the first time I met him. And the second time I met him was was MTV Awards nine eight right before nine eleven in New York, 
and uh, we met him again then, and he was he was great. Did he remember you again? I don't I don't know because it was it was so quick. Mm. It was like it was like what's up, Mike? What's up, Mike? Like, what's, what's up, Chris? Was like, <laughs> <laughs> nice seeing you again. <laughs> you know what's funny about uh, Michael Jackson is that. You know, he was a funny guy and he loved comedy. I heard. You know, and they said that yeah. he was really, really into he was a practical prank, joker. Practical okay, joker. I'm gonna tell you the greatest Michael Jackson story I've ever heard. All right. So <clears throat> remember Greg Shelton? Yeah. Yeah, Greg Shelton told me the story. So Keith Washington and uh was hanging out with Jermaine. Keith Washington was hanging out with Jermaine Jackson. And Keith was like, you know, I've never been I've never been to uh Neverland. And Jermaine was like, What? Come on, let's get in the car. Let's go right now. What? Right now. Let's go. They jump in the car. They drive 90 minutes to Neverland. Bing bong. Mike answers the door. Hey, Jermaine. Hey, what's up, Mike? I got uh, Keith Washington out here. He, he said he's never met you. He's like, um, Jermaine, what day is family day? <laughs> he's like, Saturday. What's today, Jermaine? Wednesday. See you Saturday, Jermaine. <laughs> Click. And that was it. There was no joke. They drove 90 miles back. That was not a. Pr that was the prank. That was not a prank. That's just. <laughs> he said goodbye. I love. I love. So I got a funny story, Michael. Michael Jackson story that Rashad Holiday told me. Mm. Rashad, Rashad said yeah. they had the studio and that Michael this, Jackson. Is this the Neil story? No. Okay. This is Neil. Neil and I met uh, Ike Turner together. He locked us in a car, but Michael Jackson. Um, Michael Jackson was. Uh, was all scheduled to come into the studio and Rashad and them would come to the studio every day wanting to meet Michael Jackson. Right. And he said that the guy, one of the guys called him and said, yo, Michael Jackson is here right now. So he said he gets there and he said this old van with this man, this crazy man driving the van, trying to get out of there was like crashing into all the walls. And by the time the man finally got out of the studio, he said uh, he got in there. Michael Jackson was gone. And then he was like, yo, man, I was trying to get in here. This fucking man was down there in this old raggedy van. He said that was Michael Jackson in the van. <laughs> he said that Michael Jackson always wanted to learn how to drive, and he never learned. So at one point, he insisted on driving himself so he would get in a disguise and get in an old van and just drive himself to the studio and just crash all over the place because he didn't know. He would drive from Encino to Sherman Oaks. That's brilliant. It was a great story, That's right? Great, yes. We are live right now. Um, this is Truth Serum. You can call us 310-986-6610. Chris Spencer is in the house. Carrie Codets is in the house. And we are about to get uh, into the second segment of the show. If you are in town in Los Angeles, I will be at the Hollywood Improv on September 22nd, along with Chris Spencer um, at 8 o'clock. So make sure you get your tickets. Um, I'm headed to Borgata in New Jersey um, Sunday, the 16th through Wednesday, the 19th. So make sure you get your tickets. And before and that. And before that, I am at. Um, the Savoy in Inglewood. In Inglewood. This Wednesday. Bring your $10. Bring your $10. It's yes. Wednesday at what time? Black 9. Black 9, which you get there at 1130. <laughs> yes. No, no. We actually start on time. Do you really? Yeah. yeah. I heard the yeah. wings at Savoy are the really. The food is absolutely. They have Jamaican food. They got soul food. It's absolutely incredible. And I for those of you who are like, oh, my God, Inglewood. Listen, it's not the gangbangers. Okay. It's the gangbangers' parents. So, so yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. Everybody there who, who used to be tough is in the audience, and they have two and a half strikes. They always But it feels like America when you go there. You know how you go on the road and you have those great shows with those great audiences? 
you know, people don't expect to be on a guest list. We paid our money. We came mm-hmm. to see some great entertainment. Uh, this is my day off, or I don't have to work tomorrow. It's that kind of energy. I, listen, I love the Savoy. They have a great poetry night there. They have oh, yeah. the best. It's been on John, long for 20 John years. John Henson. Yeah, 20 years it's been going on. Wow. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with Truth Serum. What's your truth? Call us, 310-986-6610. We'll be right back. Swear to God, I'm faded. My bitch educated, and her clients pay the payment. She don't need a damn thing. My bitch look like Tamato. Hit the strip like every week. Plus, we burn a half a month. Just a life that got no limits. My beast never be pimped out. Condo out in Cowlitz, like the nigga from New Orleans. I'm the nigga from the set, though. Slapping hot since get go. Making money, niggas, making money since the better call. I'm still riding down some Cause girls like you run around with guys like me, just a 
For the last time, yeah. Maybe I know that I'm drunk. Maybe I know you're the one. Maybe I'm thinking it's better if you drive. Not too long ago, I was dancing for dollars. No one's really real if I let you meet my mama. You don't want a girl like me, I'm too crazy. But every other girl you meet is too gazy. I'm sure them other girls were nice enough. But you need someone to spice it up. So who you gonna call? Party, party. Come and rev it up like a Harley, Harley. Why is the best food always forbidden? I'm coming to you now. And we are back. Uh, Truth Serum Live. Chris Spencer is in the house. Carrie Cottit is in the house. Hey. I thought it was Codette. Yeah. It's Codette. <laughs> Those are island people. That's that's why. Yeah. Which island? Um, from Trinidad and Guyana. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. Doubles for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Curry on both sides. I know. You know, it's funny. We we have more in common. When people try ask me here in California about my connection to Latinos from like South America, and I'm always like, I'm more in common with my Caribbean people. So because we all eat fried bananas, mm-hmm. right? Peas and rice. It's Plantains, maduros, depends what you call it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, it's a very interesting cultural exchange because Latin people, you know, it's just like Britain, right? Yeah. Colonized, and then the yeah. Spanish, but we all. I feel like burritos or rotis. It's just yeah. a different feeling. <laughs> you know? I had a bad roti in Atlanta. Did you? Oh, you shouldn't have been Sounds eating a roti right. No, there's a couple of... No, there's a whole heap of Jamaicans in, in Atlanta, but just this one restaurant was like That's the dusty. problem. Jamaicans don't do roti. Like, that's a Trini thing. There's it's a certain, Trini, yeah. There's certain islands so, that, that you go to certain things for. Exactly. And you know what I realized? When a restaurant just says Caribbean food, mm. there's going to be some mistakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. if you do Jamaican food, you do Jamaican food. If you're going to experiment and try some Guyanese rice, something's going to be a little off. Yep. Unless agree. the chef is from there. Yeah. Sometimes. I love, Sometimes. though. I went to eat Jamaican food with you a few weeks ago. I mm. love Jamaican food, though. Me, too. It's the closest Way to Way better than Trini food. No, Trini food. <laughs> but see, Trini has a lot of Indian uh, influence. Well, the you know, it's funny. Uh, I don't know who influenced who. <laughs> no, a lot of Indian influence. In no, Trini. but I know. You know, yeah. it's like it's it's all it all came from Africa, and it just evolved into yeah. all this other yeah. stuff, and then other people take the credit for it. But right. it's just interesting to hear. Um, so, okay, so somebody had a question because everybody here is a comedian. Everybody here writes. Everybody here performs. Well, I want to learn more about Codette. We are. We're going to talk about her. Listen. She's, for those of you who can't see her, she's fantastic looking. 
<laughs> she is. And uh, she's a writer for HBO's uh, Wyatt Senek's Problem Areas. Uh, did the show get nominated as well? It didn't get nominated. It did not. It, it did not. But it did get a second season. Oh, well, congratulations. That's better than nominated. Yeah, that yeah. is. That. I don't know, because you always want that little thing behind your name. But, you know, you keep trying. Just You'll get it. Just yeah. tell people. Yeah, right? No yeah, one knows. It's just like if you go to NYU, I graduated from NYU. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know. Because nobody, who's going to verify now? Nah, they might just Google it in real time. Like, hold up. Let me find it. <laughs> Not like how is, people find your that Instagram That show is great, by time. the way. That show is great. You watch it? Thank yes, you. You guys are dark. Mm-hmm. And he's not afraid. He's fearless. He is. Fun. And right. you know it's so funny? He's so quiet in person. So to see that. Um, I, love, I love anything that is now that... Anything that is out there now that is pushing the envelope but in a smart way. Because everybody is pushing the envelope for mm-hmm. shock value. Right. Mm-hmm. I watched uh, the first couple of episodes of uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's show. Have you watched that? I thought it was so funny. Oh, my. But it, the first episode just blew me away to see those, those officials, those politicians uh, reciting the stuff that he had. One of them is suing him for $95 million. Yeah, Roy Moore, the yeah. pedophile. The, yes. You know what's funny? He needs to sit his ass down. They were reciting, like he had them say this <laughs> stuff and they that. were like Cardi B, um, but that they were trying to say that toddlers should be trained with arms. Yes. I mean, he made them look so stupid. I'd sue too. It was great. <laughs> Why would you sue? Because I'd be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure that's why they sue, but mm-hmm. on grounds of what? The trickery and deceit. Not, but is that going to hold up in the court of law? Probably not, but at least I let people know he tricked me. Oh. <laughs> so, Carrie, how many people in the writer's room with you? Uh, there were seven of us. Seven. That's mm-hmm. my favorite number. And did you enjoy being in there? How many women? Five, mm, five of us were women. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's why you got another season. Yeah. Well, the, it was like the most diverse room that I've ever been a part of. So it was just like a lot of women, a lot of brown people. Mm-hmm. It was like some of everybody in there. It was dope. So you writing on this show, um, is this something that you want to continue doing writing or is that something that you want to do as a stepping stone to get to your your own show? Um, I want to continue writing. I am actually not writing on season two. Okay. Um, I really want to focus on like on camera stuff and writing more narrative storytelling episodic. So uh, this is like my third late night that I've worked on. Okay. And I'm like, I love late night and I like writing just like clean, lean jokes. But now I really want to do character development and stories yes. and like tell funny tales. Can you so. teach me? Girl, we can get through <laughs> it together, no child. Right? Like, <laughs> I'm the most long winded joke writer. I, it's like, it's so funny that I'm a storyteller. I know that that's what I am. But for my late night set, I have been struggling for the last four years because I just can't get it down to four and a half minutes. And I did it for Last Comic Standing. I struggle with just jokes. A four-minute set is harder than a 30-minute set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Especially when you when they tell you to aim for the middle of the country. Yeah. You know, people, they don't want anything too racy. Right. Just, that's my whole thing. I'm like, I guess I won't be on late night because I don't know what you want me to talk about. Like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, but you know what late night has become? It's evolving a little bit. A lot of women were on this year who made some really bold statements. Um, I, I forgot the name of the woman who took on the the alt-right on uh, Conan and Nikki, I think it was. Her, her set was really dark, but it was brilliant. Um, okay, so... We, we Emery brought up uh, talking about internet comics versus live performing comics. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the the forever argument that uh, 
we've addressed over and over again since. I think there's this fake hatred that we have for each other. It's like uh-huh. Africans and black people. Like, we don't really <laughs> don't like each other, but there's there's something. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, I think a lot of the comedians that have been on the road a long time mm-hmm. are the angrier ones because yeah. the youth are coming in and, and, and taking dates up and they don't have the material. And so now, but they have a fan base. So these older road comics are like, you know, just because this nigga pissed in a fan and got 10 million followers, you know, why is he getting yuck yucks on a, on a Sunday? And a, yeah, so those are the angrier ones, mm-hmm. I think. Well, you know, I think that what happened uh, in Montreal actually shed light on the problem of people thinking that you can transition into a stand-up from uh, being on an internet comic right. immediately because it, he exposed, they exposed, you know, that guy went off on his tirade. And uh, he he was on the Variety Top Ten Comics. Who is this? Uh, yeah, Darren Knight. He does like the Southern Mother thing. I didn't even know about it until that incident. Well, so, wait, like, tell me what happened. I'm sorry. It, well, basically, yeah. he was a part of Variety's Top Ten, and they had like the showcase, and he went last after like all the standups, and he was bombing, and then he went into like a rant about. Uh, racial political humor not being real jokes and people don't come here for that and the crowd was like booing him and then he was just like apparently he just felt a way about like all the black people that were there before and he got into it backstage with like Dulce and Amanda Seals and it was just like a whole thing but the thing is he's an online comic not afraid to argue (laughs) he's an online comic and Variety put him on a showcase with actual stand up comics and it's like make him open you know what I'm saying yeah he called Dulce (laughs) precious Um, oh like oh okay he insulted her and Mm -hmm. and called her precious and And just went on this whole tirade about why, um, you know, why that's not funny. Because the, the the problem was that a lot of the straight white males were upset, not just because of they, all, all of the diversity, but Hannah Gatsby, the lady on um, Nanette. Nanette, that uh-huh. has a special on Netflix, that one special of the year, she beat Dave Chappelle. The older lady, the one that was talking about getting raped. Comedy's hard, <laughs> and I don't want to feel bad anymore. That's the one that, was, that wanted to quit. That was talking about <laughs> she quitting. She quit mid special. No she quit no mid special. Is it funny? No, no I'm not gonna say that. I think, I think, I think, I think the beginning of the special she showed. Hey, I can tell jokes if I want, and then she made a departure from it, and she was very conscious of the departure, mm-hmm. and she knew she wasn't being funny, which is more than I can say for a lot of comics because they do specials and, wanna, and they don't know they're not being funny and they're trying to be funny. So at least she was self aware. She won an Emmy. Did she? I didn't know. No, she, won she something. no, no. At at. I'm sorry. No, no, you said you said she beat Dave Chappelle. What were you saying? In in Montreal, she won the best special of the year. They gave her the uh, just for laughs. Dave's got enough. He's okay. Well, he he won the Emmy yesterday for Equanimity, which I thought was he his, did. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I thought That's two years in a row. Yeah, well, Equanimity deserved the award. I, you know, me and Derek Ains got into a real big argument about the first two uh, specials, and then Dave Chappelle went on late night television and said, oh, they were sitting on the counter. I did those some the time show. ago and yeah. I just told them, which is what, because they yeah. were like, that was brilliant. I was like, he did a joke about OJ, R. Kelly, and Michael Jackson. That seems, seems like the 90s. So our me. heroes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> I thought it was uh, hilarious. But you know what I think? I think internet comedy is a, an art unto itself. Yes. I think it should be in a category by itself. Yes. It shouldn't be rated against stand-up comedy. Stand-up yeah. comedy is a specific art form. We're like mm. the blue-collar workers of the entertainment business. Yeah. Um, it is there is there is no editing. There's no other take. There's no second opportunity when you go out there. It's you by yourself. And I just think that it, it merits a certain level of respect unto right. itself without taking away from what those people have been able to do. Listen, when I see people of color uh, winning and and making a, a living doing something like this, in a which it doesn't even the playing field, but at least there's an opportunity for yes. some other people to win. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take away from that. Right. But don't disrespect stand-up. Stand yeah. And that's the problem. I think I feel the same exact way. And I also, but I feel like the the disrespect may not necessarily come from the internet comics themselves. Yeah. It's like other people being like, oh, they're comics. And it's also them trying to figure out how to monetize yes. this platform. Because if you have a million followers, it, unless you can get those people to come out to see you, now you're not be able to get no money. Yeah. So right. it's like, okay, so now you have to do some live stage aspect of it. So as a stand-up comic, I'm never mad at somebody else getting money. And like, if there's an audience there for you, then that's great for you but you ain't going to be able to follow me on stage. Mm-hmm. So it's still fun. Like, if you meet me at my place of business where I'm at three nights a week, uh, three times a week, six nights out of the week, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, we still, you can tell that we have the technique. So yeah. right. I'm not mad at it. Like, right. they know, you know? Yeah. So, like, go ahead, get your money. And if you want to follow me, I dare you. But well, ha- have you, you been know, watching some of these? Which ones? <laughs> I, I can't name the names. Some of these. Some these, of the comedians that yes. they're putting on stage right now. Oh no! <laughs> I've seen. I mean, I feel back. I, I don't. I've seen. What I have. What I said to them is like, listen. A lot of you guys are getting opportunities, and you're not ready. So if you go mm-hmm. and you get the University of Michigan, and you yeah. give it up for pickle, like pickle. If you don't have sixty minutes, you should host, yep. and then bring up some people who have ten minutes each mm-hmm. or whatever. And it, and then still could be. Pickle brings the rest of the jar to University <laughs> of Michigan. You know what I mean? And now you still get your name out there while you're still uh, honing your craft. Mm-hmm. But Because a lot of these guys get these opportunities and they go out there and they don't have the material and they're pulling out guitars and they're doing backflips and, and training cats on stage. It's like, now they're not going to invite you back. So yeah. figure out a way to use your name and your following to the best of the ability with the material you have. And, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say this because, you know, and it may may make some people angry, but the reality of it is, is that the stand-up comedian, uh, the stand-up comedy audience is a specific audience. So the people who gravitate to the people who are on Instagram that are doing those types of things on Instagram that go see those people live, that's not our audience anyway. Those are the same people who go see Lil Flip, Lil, you know, you know what I mean? Those are the, uh, it's, it's just uh, one You were about to name about four more Lils, weren't you? Lil yeah, Pump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lil Pump, whatever. <laughs> but those are the same people. It's right. the people who go see, who are a part of that that mass, that young. Millennial. Um, and everything is all, you know, they're, they're, all the lines are blurred. And the, this is comedy. This is rap. This is music. This is entertainment. That's not a stand-up comedy audience. The people that go see Bill Burr and Patton Oswalt and Dave Chappelle, those are, those people are not interested in that as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when we're, we get all upset and bent out of shape, that's not your audience. That's you not know what I also hate yep. seeing? I hate seeing... Uh, 
our guys trying to do what they do too. Oh man, that's I've been struggling with that. They fight with me all the time about the internet, about why are you not shooting sketches. I'm like, what the fuck I look like I doing do it, a side bitch sketch. Ladies, don't you hate when your man be pulling a skirt? Yeah. I just can't. You can't do it either? I, I get can't fired. do it. It's like, but it's this thing where you feel like you have to yes. do it. So there's yes. been, but like, I just can't. All the little young dudes invite me. Come play the dad in this. I'm like, it's I, insulting. I, I want to be the star. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. You know, it's funny. It's like, it, it's those of us who, who are in stand-up comedy that have a voice and we're talking about something. We can't even afford to be that silly. You know what I mean? Because I'm I'm talking. To, I'm on the Young Turks. I'm on I'm on panels talking about feminism and womanism and intersectionality. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna go do some shit about being a side bitch. You know, it's just it doesn't. I can't afford to do it because then I won't work over here. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think it's funny that some people have resorted to doing it and they yeah. look really really silly. Yeah, it hurts my heart. <laughs> Name them, Chris. Tell them. Tell me who hurts. God. Just come on. Say one. Bernie Mac. Flip Wilson, Mom's Mainly. <laughs> He's calling everybody who's dead. Yeah. I don't celebrity bash. I don't say no names because uh-huh. the difference in our culture, like white people, can celebrity bash and they get stepped to us. Like, man, why would you talk about me like that, dude? It was a joke, not us. <laughs> uh, we will step to you and want to fight. Uh-huh. Man, listen. Let me tell you something. I uh, I personally congratulate everybody who's been able to parlay themselves into a career the funniest thing to be to watch is to watch one of them go up for an hour and when they when when they first go up for the hour talking about these yeah like i watched a couple of videos and you can see that around like minute 12 yes they're like uh i'm supposed to keep going listen but it's not even the internet people i'm talking about when actors get these opportunities too and they give them specials oh yeah i was like huh Oh yeah, and, and some of them are huge right now. And I was like, I saw their special. I'm like, you just somebody said, figure out an hour, and we'll give you a million dollar check. And you're like, okay, I'm gonna go up there and talk for an hour. Yeah, they should just call them extended TED talks or something, right? Like, you know or a, I mean? a monologue, or yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, not a comedy special. You know whose was great? Uh, he must be a comic. Hassan Minaj. Well, he's a I, comic. I he's really com- enjoyed his. That was a one man show. But that's what he called it. He built that it as shit a was brilliant to me. So he was a stand-up from the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, he's from I, here. He's from here. Okay, good. Yeah, oh, I, start, I started with Hassan. Hassan and I. Oh, he was out here? Yeah, we used to do stand-up here all the time. And then he moved to New York when he booked The Daily Show. Oh, oh he's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, man. no, that was he started as a stand-up. And he used to be a hot mess on stage. He would go on stage and talk about rap music and this song. And he... You know, he was very, very uh, problematic on stage. And now that he's like woke, it's very funny yeah. to watch his evolution. I think it started, at, well, I'm sure more from The Daily Show, but when he did the, the correspondence dinner, mm-hmm. it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's funny. He was fantastic. And Michelle Wolf was demonized for her. And, but Dave Chappelle spoke and said it was brilliant. It was a great set. And uh, they couldn't take her left, her liberalism. They, yeah. Her show huh? got canceled. Her show got canceled already? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Was it funny? Um, it was funny. The millennials in the room are speaking. Yeah. Two black dudes said it was funny. Did you watch it? No. no. That's too liberal for you, right? It was too much to the left. Yeah. It was too extreme. <laughs> he, doesn't know, he doesn't even know who she is. Is, is, that, is this your resident redneck? Is that what's happening? <laughs> you know what's funny? No, no, not at all. 
But you know what's funny is that uh, a lot of people felt that she was too extreme, that there was no other side. And mm-hmm. so it was just it was just bashing, 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 and that's not what her show was supposed to be. It became that after after the they, Netflix was like ramp up the politics right. after the correspondence dinner because of the response that she got. Yeah. She's funny, but her voice her voice bothered me. That's why she got canceled. No, the other guy, uh, Joel McHale's show got canceled too. I, I just don't know if that format is is gonna survive on Netflix. Yeah, I. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. It's too much other shit on Netflix. I'm sorry. It's not only that it's too much other stuff on Netflix, it's by the time that they get to it, we've already seen everyone else's take. So it's yeah. at the end of the week, like we're already watching the daily show, the late night shows, the nightly shows. It's just all, it's too much. So it's old. Yeah. yeah. Who's your favorite late night show? Um, Right now, I like uh, John Oliver. He's killing her. Yeah. He's my favorite. John Oliver. God, he doesn't do it for me. I, I try. You know what? I want him to. I just think that I don't know what a bunch of these people are going to do when Donald Trump isn't around anymore. That's all they talk about. Yeah, I think that, yeah, it's challenging. It is. But that's why, like, John Oliver is dope because he doesn't have to do that. Like, he finds a whole other pocket and whole other area to uncover. All right, then I'm going to give him another chance. You should. You know what? You should watch the show he did. Listen, I'm Puerto Rican, and Uh he did the show on Puerto Rico. And I learned more about Puerto Rico from him than right. I did in my own. All right, perfect. <laughs> I was like, what? Don't you what? hate that when white people be knowing more than you and you right. be embarrassed? Like, is that how it's pronounced? <laughs> <laughs> it's Maduros. <laughs> I love it. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Carrie and Chris are going to share three truths about themselves that n- you don't know yet. Um, you can call us 310-986-6610. Follow us on social media. Fab, right? Yeah, at Overfab. Overfab. Underfab. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> What's your handle? The Real Chris Spencer. The Real Chris Spencer. And I'm at Funny AIDA, Funny I That. We'll be right back. I got too much on my mind right now. How could I forget the shit that you done done for me? Baby, gonna take the charge and take the fall for me. Would love to take you shopping, but girl, I'm in your time. Saw a little mama, I can give you more. Baby, could you? I got too much on my mind right now. I ain't got the time to get you sent right Gotta hit him on the jack when you coming back. Where's you at on the map? 
Everything is intact, could have been a seamstress, still wouldn't cut him slack. Pretty much ain't got a clue, itty bitty piggyback off everything I do. But I'm still dropping jaws, got him looking like James Harden at the awards. Back to you, I'm so into you, for real bread like I'm keen to you. If you were 10, I add 10 to you, they be mad when I 10 to you. That's what the bay like, call me Buffy cause that's what I slay like. These bitches, I sell them like it's daylight. These niggas wanna know what it tastes like. What it tastes like, yo, what it tastes like, yo. They wanna know what it tastes like, yo. All this ice, it just tastes like snow. Get kimonos and let's fly to Tokyo. Pity, pity, please, baby, won't you pop this for me? Baby, could you? I got too much on my mind right now. I ain't got the time to get you sent right now. I got too much on my mind right now. Tell the hero, they'll get my baby dirty That was on air. Am I on air? Oh my God. Uh, we are back. <laughs> and we are black. <laughs> uh, truth serum, Carrie Coldette. Caught it. Caught it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I wanted you to say it. Um, you there an island person say their name and you hear the island even though they speak uh like she sounds like a white girl, right? The book well, book Who sound like a white girl. No, you sound like a, a Brooklyn black girl. <laughs> That's a the Brooklyn black girl. Thank you. Let me stop giving uh, uh uh what is it? Properly pronounced English credit to white people as yes. if it belongs to them only. Damn it. But it does cuz they're the ones that colonize us. We ain't speak that shit. My native tongue is Arawak. You know? Wow. Not me, Spanish and not hear, English. Let me Arawak. hear a little bit. I don't know it. They took it from me. They stole it from me so that I wouldn't love myself. Um, anyway, we we are back. And uh, before we get to these three truths about yourselves, mm-hmm. I really wanted to talk about Colin Kaepernick and what happened with Nike. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was away last week and I wasn't able to cover this. But because I, I have things to say about it, and I'm sure you guys do too. And I, it's very important that we stop forgetting to talk about things because they're not trending anymore. Right. You know, like uh, just the other day, a black man was killed in his apartment by a police officer who wrongfully entered his apartment. And people continue to argue that uh, these players are disrespecting veterans, which they're not. Right. Not even close. No. So uh, I like how they make it seem like the flag is only theirs. Yeah. They forget that the cotton that was picked to make the flag was by us. Yep. And, they and, all- and then the flag is for America, not just American servicemen right. and women. I'm and sorry. there's also black veterans. So, like, oh, yeah. what about them? Yeah. It's like, yeah. you can be both. You can be black <laughs> and a patriot. Duh. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. they've made it a white narrative. Well, you know, patriotism is just the new uh, mask for racism. It's just this fake patriotism that, I mean, that, that the very, um, the very, right that people fight when they go overseas the very rights and the and the constitution that they're fighting and those those principles that we are supposed to be upholding as Americans that we have that other people in the world don't have that that's the point for this the point of this so being questioning the government is part of being a patriot and i don't know how 
that narrative, they, they took a spin on it. But, you know, when you're following a cult, that's what happens. You know, Donald Trump is a cult leader. Mm-hmm. And the people who follow him blindly are not in critical thinkers. They're not in touch with reality. And they are certainly not in touch with what's happening in the community of the people who don't look like them. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really upset that they were burning those Nikes because there are a lot of veterans who are out there homeless that don't have any shoes and it's about to get cold. So I felt like they should have gathered up all those Nikes. And if they love the veterans so much like they say they do, right. they should have taken those shoes and given them to the veterans. What's the number? 22 veterans per day kill themselves? Yep. Wow. They come back and they're treated like uh, garbage. You know, the VAs don't have the they don't have the the they don't have the money and they don't have the resources to properly provide for them when they come back. So they right. are they are a, a casualty of you know of war. They come back and they suffer. My uncle served in the military for many years and he served so that Colin Kaepernick could kneel. That right. was the point of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, you had something to say about Serena, and I wanted you to chime in, Carrie. Oh, I have a lot to say about everything. God. Um, well, I think that I think that the umpire could be racist and sexist, and that could be true, and Serena could have also lost her cool. Right. And both things could be true, and we just live in this world where we just yell either side and we don't allow for nuanced conversations. For instance, I think definitely there's racism and sexism that you face all the time, especially Serena especially black female athletes, black women, period. That's just something that we have to live with every day. I also feel that part of staying, and let me preface this by saying that this is not easy. I understand how you could lose your cool. But I think that when the stakes are super high and you know people are provoking you, you literally have to, you have to, you have to hold it down. You have to, and you could, you could, you could lose your cool and, and, and yell at the person that has your fate in your hands, but you got to be prepared for those consequences. It's the same reason why I will not fight with the police officer anymore. I don't care what you say to me. I don't care. We're not going back and having this antagonistic exchange because my life is literally in your hand, and I don't want to be right and dead. You feel me? Like, let me go home, and then I, we could talk about it after. So at that point when the stakes are that high, and I understand you're an athlete, you have adrenaline, you're in the middle, but, like, being under pressure and letting your emotions get the best of you is not exclusive to players or athletes. Every day, we are in precarious situations, and we have to learn how to have self-control sometimes, no matter what. And I would cry the whole way through it, but I'm going to whip that bitch. Can I say bitch? Yeah. I'm going to whip that bitch ass, <laughs> high five, black girl magic, win. And now in the post-conference, we need to talk about this umpire and what he did. And knowing that, like, it's true. Men can get away with it. Other men, maybe white women could, but you know you're not them. So we could still have this conversation, but it's like to, and if you know every time you go that ain't on it, then you definitely can't give them an excuse to take your championship. And it's hard and it's definitely not easy, but sometimes we have to for the greater good. And you got to decide in that moment, she decided that being right was more important than winning the game. And that's true. Sometimes we got to make sacrifices to to bring attention to stuff and start a conversation. But at what cost? If she's okay losing, I'm cool with it because she already got so much championships. She already a winner in my eyes. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. if she wanted to win that game, she messed up the minute she let him get into her head. Fight with him after. That's a very good perspective. It was. It's a very. That was different. fantastic. You should have had music playing underneath that. <laughs> 
I've been holding that in all day. I want to hear right underneath that we should have heard you just lost one. Yeah, I I mean, what more can I add to that? That was fantastic. But you know, uh, some would argue that she was losing anyway. Mm-hmm. And that the girl was beating her anyway. So that that was part of the reason why she lost. Because the, the people who love tennis and the tennis mm-hmm. watchers were saying that Naomi was beating her. Yeah, she right. was. And she was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff going on. You see what I mean? You got to. You know what I'm saying? But I heard Serena comes back. Like, my mother's mm-hmm. an avid fan. So she probably was losing. But they're like, she could have come yeah. back but it's like if you already losing points because you're like you need to apologize girl what man is fitting to apologize to you in real time in front of national tv with everybody <laughs> around you ain't never won that fight ever in life and you ain't about to win it today you might as well pick up your racket and finish this match well the, you mean the pieces of <laughs> the, the pieces, racket because right? she broke it <laughs> no. <laughs> um uh, that was just a very interesting and a very refreshing perspective that comes from a very specific point of view, which other people can't tell us that. Only we can tell ourselves that, uh, each other that. The the perspective of what we have to tell our sons, yep. fuck all of that, just get home. Get mm-hmm. home, right. You know, because you- Don't you, be right and dead. Do you do that on stage? Because I'm going to try it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. And it, it's- it's funny and it's sad, it's sad. but it's so real yep. to uh, those of us who have kids and those mm. of us who have to live in this reality that and I and I liken this always to uh, an episode of Scooby Doo. This is a joke that I do on stage, Chris. <laughs> so don't take it that um, racism is like the ghost in Scooby Doo. Like they never believe Scooby at the beginning. <laughs> That there's a ghost, and then at the end, he they are they come across the ghost, and then they get rid of the ghost. But then every other episode, and I feel like that's what it is being a person of color that nobody oh, ever you, believes. You, you, do, you do that joke too? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> nobody believes us. And then uh, so social media has become, you know, the us seeing the you know the ghost, and then people are like, okay. You know what, Trayvon Martin, maybe, and then yes. boom, here we are at Philando Castile, and still, we right. every episode, we yeah. got to come back every episode. What I got away with it was it wasn't for those meddling blacks. Yes. Um, all right, so I want to go back to uh, want to get to my segment, the three truths, three truths about you that nobody knows, mm. and um, you know, I'm gonna start with you, Carrie. Oh man. Okay, three truths that no one knows. Okay. Um, I got my bachelor's degree, a double bachelor's when I was 19. Wow. I was crip when I was 14, 13. You were what? Crip. I got sliced by blood when I was 13, and I turned crip when I was 14. In New York? In New York. Bang, bang, flatbush. Um, <laughs> the last thing, I used to be a fashion designer, and I used to uh, customize for Jay-Z. And I oh. saw him in his drawers once. Wait a minute. Did you become a crib after the two degrees? Mm-hmm. No, before. Oh, okay. I yeah. was like, damn, that's really gangster. <laughs> I was like, you I could not get a job with the little degree. <laughs> oh, that would be so funny. <laughs> oh, man. That was great, though. I mean, that's your TV show. You're like, the crib with the two degrees. <laughs> this fall on CBS. Gang banging in college. <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> Nanny Crip. Word. So those of you who think that the Bloods and Crips are exclusive to Los Angeles, you are wrong. It always seems weird when I hear about, because I know it was, it got, it be, you know, 
They traveled. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Did we appropriate it? Like, are we the white people of yeah. your gangs? You like, are. when I say you that are. shit, you like, you wasn't real. Yeah, it's, I'm it's, sorry, guys. <laughs> it all just sounds weird because you can't say, what's up, blood? And then, what's up, son? In the same sentence, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, because especially son in Yo, New York done. has a uh, double Run them meaning. shits, cuz. So like, do you have a lot of blue? As a result of this, in I your d- closet, I did, but oh, yeah. I I've have outgrown my high school clothes now. So thankfully, like I bought more stuff. Do you wear red? You know, oddly enough, do you I bang with the red? Or do you bang with the blue? It's a weird thing. Where red is just not a thing that's really in my closet. It's so um, weird. So I don't know. Probably subconsciously. Yeah. Well, yeah, you I know. Mean, I mean, you you just talked about Serena. You got to do what you got to do to survive. So you, I wouldn't do. I don't expect you walking around <laughs> in a red uh, dress. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris, let's talk about three things, three truths about Chris Spencer that nobody knows. Uh, my family's Jamaican. Blood Everybody blood. knows that. I didn't know that at all. Thank see. you for that. You see me? I said you didn't know that. No, no. no. People get mad at me. They say. Uh, <laughs> People want me to advertise when I come on the road that I'm Jamaican because more Jamaicans will come out. Like they'll hear me in the radio station. So man, why, why you never tell anybody? Mm-hmm. Or at the very least, put the flag in your Instagram bio like so mine. we know. Like represent. Here, somebody do it for me. <laughs> yeah, I got mine. I yeah, you I do. got You got mine. like six flags in yours, right? No, I you got gotta one. let people know. Sure, my fault that. <laughs> what else? Um, <laughs> I was a blood for a day. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. You know, I'm married and I got kids. You're married and you got kids. No, I'm saying I can't say that. I'm (laughs) saying no. I'm saying I I talk. It's hard to have any secrets because I talk about everything on stage, Mm -hmm. everything. So I don't know if I have any 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 secrets. This is my confession. Um, I'm mad. I don't have a football team. That don't that means anything. No. 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 Nothing. Mm -hmm. Not dark. No. I got one about you. Okay, go. Your nickname used to be Sugar C. Yep. I still have one of my emails. Sugar C at (laughs) (laughs) AOL.com. Don't be sending me no scripts and treatments, please. Sugar C. Remember that? Sugar C. Yo, this was when, when I met, when I knew Chris, when I first met Chris, Chris was that guy friend to have because all the chicks were like, yo, can you introduce me to Chris Spencer? You never told me. No. Thanks. I introduced you to one. I introduced you to Tavia. You guys talked for like three days. And then you're like, yeah, I don't like her no more. And I was like, I didn't introduce you to one. Let me see what you look like now. Let me see if I was right. Never. (laughs) No, you weren't. (laughs) She's fantastic now? She's beautiful. Okay. Always has been. But I I love God, I remember that name. Tavia. She was in Florida? Yeah. I love Vanessa, so. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. That's what I know, see. I know. Yeah. Well, I know you're not. <laughs> no, I mean, well, not, I, listen, now I, know, not, I still want to see it, how lucky Tavia could have been. <laughs> I know why. Uh, Let's see how lucky Tavia could have been. I know what your wife does daily on my social wife, media. Yeah. She annihilates. I'm crazy. I'd have bacon grease in my ear while I'm sleeping. <laughs> I love it. Um, somebody asked me uh, the other day, "What? why don't you ever talk about Things about you that I that you people don't know, and I feel like you. I always say on stage, right? Everything, yeah. Like, but I, I mean, I I don't have a problem saying like my mom. Uh, my house got raided by the SWAT when I was little. Oh wow! And my mom was in the bathroom, and the SWAT team was in the house, and I went in the bathroom casually and said, "Mommy, you know those soldiers that I play with? <laughs> they're outside, but they're real." <laughs> 
And, uh, and she's like, bitch, that's why I'm hiding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they thought I was crazy. Um, my grandmother, uh, I come from a, a long line of very strong, violent women. Um, my mom and my grandmother were standing on a corner in Boston and a guy walked up and groped my mother and my mother grabbed my grandmother grabbed him by the head and bit his earlobe off. And I was like, Grandma, what'd you do when you did that? And she's like, Baby, I got so emotional, I swallowed it. Oh my God. That's where oh. I came from. And she was my favorite person in the whole wide world. She's gotta be. How you digest somebody's air? Damn. Yeah, I even, love that. even Mike Tyson spit it out. Yeah. She was so emotional. <laughs> Wow. Um, so yeah, we and uh, <laughs> we also had a home invasion, and my grandmother shot back, and my uncles resented her for the rest of the life because they were trying to drag my mom in the room to rape her, and my grandmother just started shooting, and my uncles resented her forever because they was like she almost shot us, <laughs> and she was like uh, I would have I would have killed all of y'all for her. Damn. So who was trying to rape her? The the home invasion. We had a home invasion. They, it was some. Oh, your mom! Your mom just shout out randomly to whoever was yeah, out there, and she got him out the house. Yeah. Wow. Who are you? I know. So it comes Damn. out. Sometimes. See, I, none of my shit. See, that's why we got to be able to have guns. See what I mean? Like, don't yeah. take, don't take away my gun. No. So Carrie, Carrie I'm a Republican. <laughs> She's Sorry. already had to find out this way. Uh-huh. I'm just joking. No. And a crib. No, that would be that would be the most awesome. And all right, cuz. I mean, the Dems and Republicans are like Bloods and Crips of Congress, so it's the same thing. It's, right? the, it's it, red and blue. It mm-hmm. is true. It is true. More alike than they different. Don't get me started, Joe. No, they yes, and I think people are so <laughs> caught up in this. Yes, it, they don't you realize. Know, you know the difference to me. I say uh, Republicans call you nigger and Democrats want to say nigger with you. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, well, who was it? Oh, Malcolm X that said uh, one of them will allow you to get uppity without getting close. And the other one lets you get close without getting uppity. Mm-hmm. So uh, Emery is insisting that we take a break. Yes. Emery so, is watching the goddamn Monday Night Football. Ain't paying attention to us. Can we take is a break we, so I can go take a break? So we're going to take a quick break. Um, in, call us, 310-986-6610. Please uh, tune in uh, to Truth Serum next week when we have an, a lineup of some other amazing guests. The show's not over. We have a couple of minutes left. Uh, we got some great things to talk about, and we want to hear from you. So make sure that if you are near a phone and you're listening, 310-986-6610. We're not going to make fun of you. We'll be right back. That can't be from here. That can't be what they believe in is the best shit of the year. That's that fake shit. That's that fake shit. That's that top row of veneers. Just when they get in impatience when I make it world premiere. Ah, uh, damn. Word. Award shows coming. Make sure you spell the shit right. Make sure they give me all the credit I deserve. Make sure the good stuff's still in that sprite. They watch us make this shit into a song. You ain't living that boy. Stop stealing that life. Anything can happen when I do see y'all. Guess it all depends how I'm feeling that night. Okay. Live my life in hotels. Bitch better have my room right. If they kill me, bury me a legend bitch better have my tune right ah this is perfect for the women that i love before i love them all i just love me more i could bet huh. all of the riches that i ever had rushing the night like a shark babe would it be bad if i had to sit the line cause it feels that i run up my back 
what i'm so glad that uh i saved this for later and last we're back with truth serum this is aida rodriguez chris spencer's in the house um carrie codette caught it caught it (laughs) i'm gonna keep saying it like i love the effort (laughs) no you know what it is is that the there's a, a jackie fabulous can do it chris spencer can do it you can do it say caught it Caught it. You see, you see how it sounds, and I say caught it. It just Puerto Ricans enunciate all the uh, syllables and all the consonants in a word. It just it sounds it sounds very islandy when you say it. Sounded, it sounded exactly the same. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not to me. I was, yeah. to like, I was like, I heard my voice back. Harry yeah. caught it. Well, now you sound. You added extra. Yeah. I like it. I'm, I listen. I'm one of those people that's so biased with island people. I mm-hmm. think that island people are the chosen people. We are a mix between everything we have, Africa, Spain, um, the Nordic thing. We got all of that mixed in there, and we have 
just the the sun is just a, an amazing people. So I know I'm gonna get some backlash from the people who think they are the chosen people, but I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna tell y'all, y'all ain't never had a good plate of peas and rice. You ain't lived, bitch. <laughs> it comes What's down to the you? food. The food What's, is delicious. It's way better. Dan and Green is in the house. Hello, Dude. yo, yo. <laughs> yeah, they just threw me up in here. What's happening, y'all? Yeah, actually, you're late. No, actually, I'm on time. There's 25 extra time. people up in this. <laughs> well, you, I don't know if you know, but that's how we roll. Uh, truth I was told it was going to be one person, just the producer. Uh-oh. I keep up here. He got Chris Spencer. Who are you hiding from? Well, you know, hey, when you owe, you can't let you know everybody what? know where you're at. Now What's you up, Ida? How you doing? Feel. How are you, young lady? It's good to see you again. Yeah, yep. good to see you. Dana was my uh, husband in this commercial that we did for this peanut butter. It was really a nice spot. Yeah. And, and we never kissed or nothing, so I want people to know that. Let your man know nothing happened. We no. just, they threw peanut on me, and, and and a dog was licking me. Actually, a dog <laughs> licked me more than Ida did, so that's kind of fucked up. I came home to see. I was like, what the hell yeah. is going on? It was on? a good spot, though. They should have yeah. did something with it, but anyway. Thanks for having me. What's going on? So, you know what, I, I, now that everyone is here, um, I would love to talk a little bit about the Bobby Brown movie. <laughs> I was going to say Serena Williams. We okay. talked about Serena. Oh, man. What you got to say? I don't care. She was, can, can I say something real quick? Yes, you can. She was dead wrong. Oh, so we've, anybody, gone, we've moved progressively into yeah. that. She yeah. was dead wrong. I mean, first of all, if you understand tennis, the first thing, I'm going to just do it quick. She got a warning the first time, which didn't cost her a point. Mm. Then she played about two games. When she lost, like, the second game of that of that set, she broke her racket. They had to give her a, a point on that one because that's the rules. Okay? The first one was a, a, a warning for cheating, which what a, or coaching, her coach admitted that he was doing. So that's the second one. So the thing was, once Serena broke her, her racket, that means when you come back for the next game, because she had just lost that game, she lost the game and broke a racket. The next game, she starts 15 points down, one point down, you know, 15 mm-hmm. love. So all of a sudden, she's still arguing the point. Serena argued the point 10 to 15 minutes after the original, you know, warning. And everybody gets a warning. A warning doesn't mean anything. It's not saying you're doing it. just. And she didn't know, hey, your box can't do that. So then, I, you know, she kept going and going. You know, my whole issue with the whole thing is I understand I've, I play sports at a good at a high level, not college. Well, college I did, but not pro. But it, it comes when she threw the sexism and and all of the the men and men do. Then I just she lost me on that one because yeah, because it's, it's not it's, something it's, that you it, have to deal with. It has nothing. No, it's not. See, there you go. You're not a victim of sexism, so that, that's, that that's like when white people are like, "Why are you black people why, always where, bringing I, up?" Okay, race? help me out. Like they said today. Stephen A. Smith, this other guy said, uh, and I never agree with him on stuff, but he said, where did the sexism come? When you were warned, if you asked not to do something, then li- she, she had a chance to speak her piece. It was it should have been done and d- done with. Mm-hmm. She came back and kept throwing it out there. Where's the lie? And then, and, then when you, and then when you call a guy, okay, you can say, you know what, you lied. I'm cool. But now you're going to call me a thief? And this Listen. guy was considered, this guy is considered, He's in the 25, something called the 25 gold referees. He's considered one of the top 25 referees in the world. So come on. Serena's so, been there. She's been there. Listen, I, I, think, way out of bounds. I think a lot of us have a lot to say about Serena. 
but we're not in the, the shoes of Serena. Serena has been dealing with sexism for a long time. She was oh, dealing with sexism no. a few weeks ago oh, when they on. told her that she couldn't yeah, wear but you can't, her bodysuit. You, you can't carry it over, though. That's not yeah. how that works. Like, all right, like, that was sexist, and what just happened to yeah. you on the court was not, and those are and separate the, things. But she feels, and here's the biggest but thing Billie, out of Billie Jean King, who oh, is a tennis, uh, I think that is a little bit more experienced than all of us in here, in the world of tennis, yeah, what about did it? say, what? she made a public statement and said, uh, cheers to Serena. I agree with you. I think that the approach and the delivery may have been inappropriate because she played herself. But let's not let's not make the the mistake of saying that there was no sexism right, involved. Let me say some one thing. And Billie Jean this King is, the, here's the biggest is, problem. Is, See, a, is a voice me, that, let, that is valid let, in let this. Me put, this is the biggest problem out of everybody's point on that. You guys were so worried about Serena that y'all were willing to disrespect her opponent. Nobody which, let, was. Let me finish, though. Which has to go by the rules. So my thing is, if... She her, was getting coached, too. She was getting coached, too. You ain't gonna let me finish, huh? I am letting you finish, no, but not. I'm saying she was it's getting coached, fact, too. It's not the fact that she wasn't getting coached. It's the fact that I'm saying this. If someone... Okay, let's take it for golf. This, this is what it is. Chris plays golf. Chris is in the corner... I can't see where his ball is, but he's by his ball. I'm across the, the, the field. Someone else see Chris hit his, his ball, put it in a better lie. Okay? This guy comes back and tell me. You know why he tells me? Because he has to protect the field. He has to protect the other players that cannot see what's happening. This young lady, Naomi, had the right. Say she was losing. I mean, say she wasn't playing good. If getting a point for Serena is going to help her, that is within the rules. So what everybody did, New York... All of these people, and I love Serena. I want Serena to win. But my thing is, now you got this young lady over there sitting there, and Serena's like, well, I ain't cheat. You know what? No point should be taken from me for breaking my racket, because men do that, but men get point taken away. Mm. No point should get, I shouldn't get a warning for cheating. Men do that. But it's, you know, it shows in the history book that this same referee has always done that to men too. Oh, you're a thief, you're a liar. It's abuse. That's part of the game. But I'm not supposed to get the warning. Well, I'm not supposed to get the game taken because I'm Serena. It's not fair to the opponent. Even if you don't like, even if it is sexism, I'm going to go there with you. Even if it's sexism there, you still got to protect the field. You got to protect the integrity of the game. Listen, and I, she and didn't do that. I agree with both of you. I don't, I don't think that the game should have been given to Serena. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that it should have been taken from Serena. I mean, it it was it she was it wasn't taken from her. She lost to the girl. The so girl, why can't nobody see that? The girl beat her. I've never denied that. What I'm saying is what I was talking about was I agree with what Carrie said. I think that maybe the approach and the timing may not have been the it, might, it didn't work in her favor. Serena should have got him at the at the end of the tournament mm -hmm. at the press conference. I agree. She should have said, you know what. I've been dealing with New York. This is not the first time I had this issue. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Then people would have and more the same sympathetic. Kodak said. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. I, I agree with that. Be because, I'm not disagreeing. Because with that. three years, what, 2009, Serena Williams got a bad call from a line judge, and she did the same thing and told the line judge, she I'm going to take the ball and, and stuff it down, down your throat. throat. Where the young lady didn't want to even, every time she walked out of there, Serena would give her a look, and she kept running back to the, to the ump. I mean, it comes to a point. When you at that level and you know that you're that good, you you she, she's been through it all from Compton. She's been through all of this stuff. So why where where, where did she lose it? And then when you throw and I'm, I'm just telling you also what I read online. When you mm -hmm. throw your kid in there, 
Now you got yeah, man, that was too that, much for me. I'm a mother. Yeah, like, like bitch. I mean, what just happened you last year? I mean, now you a mother. Listen, no, listen. No, but think about Either it. Either y'all want equality or you don't. To, I can't. To, to me, <laughs> to me, that line disrespects anybody that you has a, a child. You a tennis player right here. For real, your mother. For real. Your to me, at? that disrespects Chris Spencer. That disrespects you. Anybody has a child. You know what? Because that's saying now, when I go to work. I should be able to tell my boss, yo, man, why you late? Nigga, my kids, nigga. You know, yes. not, they don't want to hear that. So, I think yeah, that was crazy to me. I mean, I come like, on, I'm a mother. Come on, okay. Ida, come on. Yeah. And like mothers don't cheat. And some women in jail. Listen. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> tell me. Listen, I I think that. Ida's uh, grandmother shoot people. Yeah. <laughs> she on. did. Pop, pop, pop. I didn't I I curse niggas out on stage. Like, she's a mother. Come on. I Listen, I respect everyone's opinion. I think that. Some interesting point of views. I agreed with what Carrie said earlier. I agree with what you're saying in terms of um, the the de- the delivery and the the Timing. approach. If, yeah. But I I don't know what it feels like to be her. And it's very like I said, it's very easy for all that girl's been called predator. She's been treated a certain but way. That's other why people you, who play tennis. Yes. All the other people who but play why? tennis. But, listen, listen. Let me finish. But, all the people who play tennis. Uh-uh. Who concur with with because we don't know the behind the scenes. Yeah. They were they all spoke out and said even men were like yeah you know they, they've been they've been showing their ass with the women as of late. Tennis yeah. is yeah. known all to be sexist. All of that could but be true. Like yes. that could be a racist, sexist institution. That could be true. At the same time, it could be true that she let that get the best of yeah. her. I agree. And you knew what game it was when you stepped yes. in the court. You know those people were rooting against you. And what is the point in knowing that you're up against sexism and yeah. racism and, why, and, and not not be arming but, yourself with that knowledge to be like well I can't let that bother me and you know, you know why know that I mean? was yeah. good but you know why it's a good thing because that means it's like I heard some good news the other night from, from, from a comedian he said Dan you won't believe he said hey I heard you've been doing okay thanks I said hey, you know because you don't live in town he said yeah I said well, why how you hear that he said because you got some haters I said because I know if anybody know me I don't fuck with nobody so I'm like I got haters I don't fuck with them so, it's not like prison <laughs> like, no, so, no, like but, logic but like, hear me what I'm saying <laughs> I don't So what, that, but it made me feel good because I went home and said, I, I got to be doing something because people are starting to talk bad about me. Now, I ain't this shit to them. It's the same thing with Serena. All that shit that her and her sister been going through, because they've been dominant since they've been 14. Yeah, no, so no. when do you, yes, you fight for it, but you know what? When you fight that way, when she threw the kids and men this, this I'm going to tell you what it did. It made, it made, it, it divided people again. It divided men on men. I mean, men with women. Because now I'm going to say, damn, here we go again. We get knocked down the head for some shit. We ain't even in this game. <laughs> it, 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 you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, come on. It just comes to a point when you got to ask yourself, you got to take responsibility. Look at the stuff that you do in comedy. Come on. you If anything, you know about it. Yeah. In comedy, a woman comic, you know, I mean, come on. If you clean, if you dirty, yeah. come on. I, I just want to be me. Um, but since you got some haters, let's t- let's let people know what they hate knowing yeah. you for. You got right. a project coming oh. up. Oh yeah, I do. Uh, first of all, I want to give a shout out to Chris Spencer. Why? Because uh, I, I got to tell you this quick story. No, Chris and brought me in when Chris was the producer, creator of uh, uh, a Real Husbands of Hollywood. I know I'm, that's a very sour spot for us. You sure you want to? No, talk no, about no, this? no, no. This is good. No, but I'm gonna tell you why. I got to tell you the story. They brought me in three or four times, right? And I never got the part. So I was kind of, I was like, you know. And I one, didn't get one audition for that one, show. No, here's a true story. In one part, I didn't get, it, I, and me and the other dude was like, there's no way else they can hire nobody else but us. It's got to be us. We're the best here. And then they hired someone else. So I saw Chris in the comedy store that night. He just happened to be the same night. I said, Chris, man, we, Billy ain't get the part. I ain't get the part. I got the part. He said, man, 
we gave it to Ricky Harris. And I couldn't hate Aww. God but Russell. So, because Ricky Harris, he said, he, but he, he said, I said, you gave it to Ricky, he said. And Chris said this to me, he's my man, he said, Ricky Harris is a good actor. And I looked Chris dead in the eyes, I said, so am I, Chris. And he said, you are, Dan, you are. No, so I didn't I say got, it wasn't so much he was a good actor. I just said he nailed that he part. He nailed the part, yeah. yeah. So, you said I Fast nailed it forward, too. Yeah. I said, but his hammer was bigger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, make a long story we short, they called me in, they called me in, and they called me in the, the, for this other role, which I thought was a small role. So they called me in, and I got the call back. I went in nonchalant for the first audition, right? I, because I didn't even think I was going to get it. I'm like, fuck it. Hey, blah, blah, blah. And even Kim was like, what's wrong, Kim Coleman? I'm like, I'm good. She said, okay, I did it. Good. Okay, bye. I just left. Got the call back. I was surprised. They called me in first. It was, you know, G thing and some other people that was there. I would go, oh, shoot. I go in there. And I do my lines, I do my scene, I do it well. And then I start shaking hands and about to leave. And Chris goes, slow up, damn slow up. Can you do it this way? I was so conditioned that I wasn't going to get it, that I just was in and out. Wind up getting the part. I, well, I think I hit my head that night when they did call me that Monday. I, I think I slipped in the bathroom on, on some soap. But uh, I got to give a shout out for Chris because from that show, uh, a lot of people saw that. Episode, you know, Kev's mm-hmm. show is hot, and then right. you know, but right now, what I got going on is uh, I'm going to be in Sinai Latham's new movie, oh, nice. which I spelled the name wrong. This nigga Chris, he, I love this. Nigga. He hit me you, on Steve MB. Even said it wrong, yeah. Too. I even said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they always call her Sinai, yes. It's a Sinai or Sinai, Sinai, Sinai. okay, Sinai. Sinai. And um, she has a new movie coming out, uh, Napoli Ever After, mm-hmm. and um, on Netflix, and I'm going to be in that film. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. So when does, it, when does it come out? Uh, I don't know. September 21st. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. September 21st uh, on Netflix. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I appreciate the time. I mean, I'm excited about it. And um, so it's, it, it's no small, like you say, no smart in Hollywood. I got three quick scenes, but they with her. Each, oh, each that's one great. Of, yeah, so hopefully uh, Hollywood will see that, you know, D Green's through a ground and trying to do the right way. You know, I ain't gonna ask Serena. I ain't gonna yell at you. I'm just gonna ask for the part. You know. So. Oh man, poor Serena. Boy. I just gotta mess she with you on that. <laughs> Listen, I I'm all about um, decorum. I'm just not about the demand for black people to be held to a higher standard than everybody else. And that's mm-hmm. where, it, for me, that's where it gets murky because, as specifically with women of color, we're always being told that we're angry and we're too loud, uh... and, we're too, and that shit gets old. That when somebody like when some people want to make you the doormat and they want you to like it and that and that shit just bothers me because white women go off all the time and they don't have to walk around with the label of angry. Serena was angry though. You but but oh, she was angry. She, she but scared I'm not me. Talk, I'm not she scared about me. Serena. I called in and said, "Look, she ain't cheating, nigga. Just come on. I'm, I can't watch TV." <laughs> she scared me. She was very offended. She was, but she but yeah. That, but the point was. She got a chance to speak her piece. She should have just let that. That's what I'm saying. No, no. Well, she got indignant and she went, you know, she went there. You owe me an apology. That and poor, she kept that white, going, that white no. man was scared. Give it to me. Give it to me. Yeah. No, ma'am. You're not going to And all I kept it. saying is, I know who run that house. I know who run her house. And even in the, you know, even in the press conference, she stood, stood by it. And she felt like, you know, she said, if this is going to open doors for women and it's going to change the game or whatever. But she felt strongly, you know, about it. And... Mm-hmm. I but think. they have. I mean, they got the money. They Serena and them are the reason why the purse at Wilmington are the same for men and women. Yeah. I mean, so I, a lot of people have mad respect for it, but you know, and I know it does come a point. You just gotta. You have to take accountability when you do something wrong. That's well, what the mother. That's what the mother. That's what the father does. That's what a person does. You guys are gonna be great parents. <laughs> you wanna have a baby, baby? Good. I ain't got no kids. You wanna have one? <laughs> nah. 
Hey, you you, you got to hear her story before. You don't understand. Okay, damn. She, she shot me down. Damn. Cause. I don't know why I came up in this motherfucker. I should have stayed said, outside. She said nah, but she didn't say cuz. Nah, but the way she said it was even painful. I'd rather you said no, nigga, but she I said know, nah. I know, trying to think of something else. She said nah, like, you know, like, I don't know what this nigga talking about. All right, we're about to get out of here. So Chris Spencer, let people know where they can find you, where you'll be performing next. Uh, The Savoy in Inglewood. Angle, California. Uh, you want my, all my handles? Uh, I don't even do Twitter no more. I don't even know who tweets besides the president. Uh, Damn. Instagram, the real Chris Spencer. For those of you who just got out of jail, MySpace, Chris Spencer. <laughs> and then for the black people over sixty, Black Planet, Chris Spencer. <laughs> Danny. Uh, I'm easy. Dan and Green, D A N N O N Green six six. That's my Instagram and Dan and Green Facebook. I don't tweet because I don't tweet. And your movie comes out? Please, y'all, support your boy. Let Hollywood know I'm out here. September the 21st. It's cool little, cool, cool little movie with Sanai Latham. Uh, uh, Napoli Ever After. Thank you. Carrie. Um, tonight, I'm at Cantor's Deli doing Kibbutz Room, and I go back to Brooklyn on Thursday, so I won't be here, but you could catch me on social media at Overfab and also on the premiere episode of True TV's Laugh Mobs, Laugh Tracks. That's coming out the 13th from the first episode, 1030. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I will be, uh, you can find me always at Funny Ida, A-I-D-A, on Instagram and Twitter, because I tweet back to the president, Chris. <laughs> um, and on Facebook, I'm uh, Ida.Rodriguez. I will be um, at the Hollywood Improv with Chris Spencer on September 22nd at 8 o'clock. I'll be with, the, uh, with him at the... At the uh, Savoy this Wednesday. Hot room. That's and a nice then room. Um, come check me out at the Borgata in Atlantic City, the 16th through the 19th, and at Boston Laughs at the, the last weekend of the month of September. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Truth Serum. Make sure you keep it happy, keep it joyful, but most of all, keep it truthful. This is Ida Rodriguez, and we are out. Lincoln Town car, ain't it? Big enough to take these broken hearts and put them in it. Now I'm driving around on the boulevard, trunk bleeding. And every time the cops pull me over, they don't never see them. They never see them. And I got this black suit on, rolling around like I'm ready for a funeral. Roll.